to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour? I hope you are, because it's here, and it ain't no Tuesday Blues with Hyper Sloth. That's, uh, this is me, Zigzag. Rufus is somewhere. This is Rufus. Rufus, are you? I'm right here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Good morning, Rufus. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, what's that other holiday where they wear dashikis? I can't remember. Ramadan? I think that's the, <laughs> the opposite religion, though. Ramadan? What is Ramadan? I, don't, I mean, you remember, weren't they celebrating a Ramadan when they dropped the Shah of Iran's casket or something? Oh, God, I have no idea. Damn, that's something. Did that, that happen on live TV? Well, it wasn't the Shah of Iran. Who was it? The Ayatollah Khomeini. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the guy. I didn't know they dropped his casket. I'm pretty sure they dropped his casket. I mean... Well, it really couldn't have been that heavy because it was just a, a cardboard box, but nonetheless, pretty gross. Well, I'm sure they forfeited their seven versions or whatever. Yeah, I mean, how are you entrusted to grab the Shah? Of I- Why do I keep calling him the Shah? What, we actually helped the Shah by coming over here. Didn't we bring him over here so he could die or something? Uh, I, Yeah, I think so, or something like that. I mean, he became gravely ill with some horrible disease that can only be fixed in America. Uh, I don't know what it was. I think it was some sort of cancer from eating hummus. I think he had hummus cancer. <laughs> it's cancer of the hummus. Cancer of the hummus gland. It's a very small <laughs> yeah. gland next to your pineal gland. It's, yeah, it's a gland that uh, produces chickpeas in the body. <laughs> Nature's chickpeas. All natural chickpeas. You yeah. like chickpeas? I do. I love chickpeas and hummus and garbanzos, which are the you know same what? Thing as chickpeas. What is the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo? Isn't it the same thing? I think they are the same. I think it's just a different word for the same deal. I think there's just like Bud Light and Miller Light. They're just kind of like trying to vie for more shelf space. Get the chickpeas. No, get the uh, garbanzo beans. Wait, one's peas, yeah, or, one's peas. Get the get the Bud Light or the bottled water. Now let's get the Bud Light or the vodka. Oh, there you go. There you go. So what's new, Rufus? You guys gonna get some inclement weather down there in Arkansas? Yeah, it's been storming off and on. The past few days have been nice. It dries up quick around here, but man, when it starts raining, it just doesn't let up for a while. I just saw that there's like some huge storm headed across the I don't know what you call those states, the plain states maybe. But uh they're calling for softball-sized hail. Oh, I mean, what shit. the fuck do you do when there's softball-sized hail? Uh, unless you're a, a, a dyke with a, a good batting arm, I'm pretty sure you're out of luck. Did you just say batting arm? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know sports terms. <laughs> Apparently not, because batting arm is not a sports term. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, how do you know that? Uh, maybe I'm just deeper into sports than you, and I know more terms than you. That's an insider term in the softball world. Hey, dude, I was kind of a little league phenom, so I know all about sports. 
as far as they oh, were really? playing, 30 years ago, yes. <laughs> do you still bask in your heyday from uh, playing t I do. Anytime my wife talks about something, I'm like, yeah, I used to tear it up and fucking when I was like 12. <laughs> Haven't done much since, but man, when I was 12, you should have seen me. I peaked a little early. Let's just say that. Is there anything that ever comes up where you do kind of have that urge where like somebody's a conversation's going on and there's something you did really good like 40 fucking years ago and you just can't stop yourself from being like, oh, yeah, well, back in the day, I did this and this and that. That happens to me sometimes with like talking about like being in hyperspace, like because some young guys are talking about music. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, back in the 90s, we didn't have no, and I just feel like a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, so we, you know, we didn't have, what do they call that auto-tuning? I was listening to some music today, and there was like an auto-tuned voice on there, and I'm like, that, it doesn't sound good, it sounds like a robot, am I right? I mean, isn't that what auto-tuning sounds like? uh, Yeah, totally, if it's done right, because you can finesse it and nuance it, right? If it's done right, it just corrects a, a slightly off note, so you wouldn't notice it. But too often they use it like an effect, and it just right. sounds fucking retarded. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about that guy the other day that in your town that drives around with that giant rebel marijuana flag on his yeah, truck. Yeah, I see him every morning. And, and you know, I was also I was driving around. And I was seeing all these people with like these like vanity plates of like stars and bars and shit like that. And I'm just like, man, you really have to be committed to something to go out of your way to get a license plate that goes on the front of your car declaring that you're a redneck. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a pretty I mean, you have move. To, you have to buy something, you know, specifically for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, geez, I, I don't get Maybe I, sometimes I kind of wish I gave that much of a shit about anything, but I, I'm pretty laid back about most things. Like, I don't care. I love Star Wars, but you don't see me, like, dressing up and going to shit. Or like Dude, putting Star Wars shit all over my car. I would love to see you drive around with a Darth Vader vanity plate on the front of your car. <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. Cool. Actually, a, a Jabba the Hut. Maybe just a Jabba the Hut vanity plate. Oh my God! Dude, so many people here look like Jabba the Hut. I should do like Jabba the Hut wearing like a uh, a, a Dixie flag white beater and and <laughs> cut off shorts. Well, it was Jabba Hutt was actually wearing a G-string, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was Leia. Was Leia might have been wearing a G-string. Boy, she's come a long way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, um, I don't know if upgrade's the, the right word. Now, was she, she in the newest? her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. Like her real person, or was it someone that was playing her as a... Younger or older no, person? All the uh, all the original people were back playing, you know, the ages they they are. So, so if they did have like another prequel, you think they could go as far back to where um, Mark Hamill is swimming inside of Darth Vader's nutsack? Does Darth Darth Vader have a nutsack? Uh. He did during the conception of Luke Skywalker, yes. It wasn't until after that that his body became ravaged by uh, hot lava. So, yeah, they they could do a prequel and and explore what happened whenever Sperm Skywalker, you know, (laughs) did his thing. The Force, 
he he literally like climbs out of uh of Darth's penis and forces himself into <laughs> someone's vagina. Who is Dar- who is his mom? Did they ever say? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She plays a big role in the the prequels. All oh, the prequel movies suck, by the way. I don't recommend them. But yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, if the sperm just crawled out of his penis instead of them actually having sex, the sperm just kind of like gang busted his way out. That would be awesome. Like you're saying, he just fucking slices open the penis and like crawls <laughs> out because he has a like a mini little lightsaber, a sperm-sized lightsaber. Oh. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't even waste time going up to the penis. He just cuts himself right out of the ball sack. And exactly. down there you go. Now we've, now we've got a prequel. Now we're talking about yeah, a prequel. That, that right there is a better idea than any of the prequels that were actually made, honestly. So I think they should put us in charge. Did you Have you been watching much Naked and Afraid lately? Did you ever watch that show? I, I do, but I, I don't ever know if I'm seeing, like, the latest episode or one that's a rerun, but I do like it when I when I catch it. I love that show, even though Dude, it's I was, weird and awkward. I was watching it the other day, and it must have been like the hipster version because one guy brought a jaunty hat. He brought a hat. Yeah, he just brought a Johnny hat to wear around the island in case. And the and the other dude brought a growler. Wait, there were two dudes. No, it was not. It was a dude and a chick. But I mean, it was the dude was a hipster. Yes. Did he bring a jaunty hat? No. I think he brought a piece of rope. Believe it or not, how fucking stupid is that? He brought like some kind of climbing rope. But uh, you know what? I had a good question for you. Is there such a thing as a girl hipster? Can girls oh, be yeah. hipsters? Oh yeah. Absolutely. What, what, There's girl hipsters. How do you know? They wear clothes that look like they wear, they wear clothes from thrift, thrift stores that is like shit your mom threw away in 1982 because she was smart enough to know that they look like shit. And big horn-rimmed like glasses with no actual lenses. They're just there for a show. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely girl hipsters. Trust me. Oh, my God. Austin was teaming with them. They're fucking obnoxious. None of them. Were any of them hot at all? They are. I mean, really, at the core... They are if, if they would dress that way, but they they don't because they they hipster it up, which is all about looking like, frumpy and nasty. Hipsters are just pretty much hell bent on looking asexual, maybe. So like a guy and a girl could just like share their hipster um, clothing together. Yeah, you, you might be right. That, that might be like a hipster Xanadu is whenever you meet. The, the one person of the opposite gender that you can actually share their clothes with and all of their gender nuances. <laughs> and they're in no your hair gel. Yeah, exactly. Which is just a large, you know, they churn their own butter because it's cooler that way. And they, they use the curd to style their hair. <laughs> to style their hair. Yeah. Sallow or tallow. What do they call that? When it's like just that. <laughs> That's right. When they're done making their homemade candles, then they they go ahead and style their beards with the tallow. Here, you know what? Dude? Obviously, uh, you and the listeners as well have heard that uh, that Prince passed away this week. I hated to see mm. that this is probably going to be a drug overdose. Unfortunately. Yeah. No shit. But I mean, it could actually 40- bring to the forefront that uh, that there is a prescription drug epidemic in this country. You know, I mean, I think well, everybody knows that, but 
especially if you have Prince money. I mean, didn't you see that he was spending like he was giving his guy forty thousand dollars in one lump sum for like six months worth of pills? How many pills does that buy? I wonder. I mean, I really have no idea what the price of a pill is, but that seems like a lot of dough for pills. Can you probably no shit? Can't you buy a doctor cheaper than that for your own pill press? Uh, yeah, well, that's what Michael Jackson did. He bought a doctor. He had a doctor on payroll, and that's the doctor oh, that's ended right. up killing him. <laughs> so maybe it's not a good idea. But I guess it, either yeah. way, it didn't work out for Prince. And you know, I was—I don't—I—I I knew that Prince was talented because when I was younger, dude, Prince used to get me laid all the time because Prince was super popular when I was like oh, yeah. 15 years old, and all the chicks would like swoon over him, and I would act like I was interested in listening to Prince because. Afterwards, like any chick would pretty much jump on your wiener after yeah. listening to Prince sing for a while. But watching some of the stuff lately, you know, just over the last couple of days, about him playing guitar, I mean, the guy had a an uncanny comfort with the guitar that was almost like Jimi Hendrix-esque, really. The dude does not get enough praise from the guitar community for how badass he was. I mean... He's he's really a, a chameleon. I mean, he's not like hip hop. He's not R and B. He's not rock. But he somehow he managed to kind of fuse all that shit together. But yeah, I mean, the guy's a badass fucking or was a badass guitar player. Super underrated, I think. Very underrated. Did you see the uh, him playing at the Super Bowl halftime show? I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I have yeah, seen that for sure. for sure, and of course, yeah. you know, given all the, given all the news lately, I'm watching a few more videos like right, right, right now, and they're all just, they're all just awesome. He just awesome. cares, he just cares about. Do you think there's any chance that he could be Jimi Hendrix's son? Uh, I, I don't know, man. That, God damn, that's a conspiracy theory that we should craft and put out there, though. We should. We should, because I think that, well, let's see, what year was Prince born? Uh, well, he was 57 was he? when he died. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to count on you to do the math. All right. I've got my calculator out. Hang on. All right. 2016 minus 1957. <laughs> minus 57. 1959 he was born in. So how old, when year was Jimmy born? Any idea? He was 27 no. when he died in 1971. So, okay. All right. Well, math is getting hectic now. 1971 minus 27 equals 44. Theoretically, he could have been if Jimmy had a baby or fathered a baby when he was 13. And back then, they only lived to be like 40, right? Or 27. So maybe he did. Yeah, I think the average life expectancy of a rock star back then was 27 years old. <laughs> well, I think it was probably even less than that. How, That's how true. old was Buddy Holly when he died? Any idea? Oh, God. No. How old was he? That's a sad story. When Richie Havens was, what, 21, maybe? Looking up. Here we go. Buddy Holly. Uh, died. Well, I had the born and the died date. Of course, they don't tell you the age. you got to be the fucking math yourself. Jesus Christ. Nicholas, don't they know this is uh, America? 1959. Ooh, he died the year the prince was born. There's there's an interesting conspiracy. Maybe his spirit went into prince. 
Maybe it did. Do you think that's a real thing? 23 years old, Buddy Holly was when he died. God, that's it? Yeah. God damn. Jesus. That's almost scary. You ever see the Buddy Holly movie with uh, What's-His-Face? Uh, I have, but it's been, God, I was a kid, so I don't remember anything about it. Gary Busey, that's his name. That guy is literally off his fucking rocker. Was he off his rocker back then when he was making movies like that? Because that movie had critical acclaim, right? I mean, apparently it was good and he did a good job. No, he was not off his rocker until he got in a really bad motorcycle accident where he hit his head. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I didn't know he there was a, an actual connection. I mean, I'm sure he was a little off his rocker. I mean, aren't we all? Well, I'm thinking, especially if you're in showbiz, I think you've got to be a little bit abnormal. I mean, look at us. That's true. We are definitely abnormal. You know why I'm abnormal, though, I think? I really need to change what I'm watching on TV. Because why is this? watching, like, the first 48, 60 days in, forensic files, the news, I think is fucking making me depressed and, like, giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta agree. I watched all that too. I tell you one that you should start watching for oh, no. not giving your concern. It's called <laughs> Snapped. Have you have you heard of the show yes. Snapped? Yes, I have. It's I've all about. It's, it's basically every episode is a wife who seems totally happy and normal, and then she just goes ape shit and murders her husband. And usually he deserves it, though. That's the thing about Snapped. I, I don't know. I've seen some where she's just a conniving fucking bitch and. Out of her mind. She's one of course, that's one that I, you know, I associate with. See, I, you know what? I just tell my wife that I don't have life insurance so she doesn't kill me. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. You're not going to gain anything if you kill me, except you're just going to be uh, one paycheck short at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, well, you may not think you have life insurance on you, but I bet you do. In fact, I can guarantee it. <clears throat> that's it. That's like we were talking last year that you or last week that you should if someone takes life insurance out on you they should have to call you and tell you about it for sure. Yeah, I got life insurance. We're business partners, man. I just showed them the website that had both of our pseudonyms on it, and they're like, "Okay, we'll give you a policy on, like on Mr. Zigzag." Get like ten million dollars worth of life insurance out of me, so I can just like start telling people that I'm worth ten million dollars. I mean, I'll never say dead, but I'll just be like, yeah, I'm worth $10 million, no doubt. Now, give me a black credit card or whatever that famed credit card is. Now, what happens in – okay, so what happens in an instance – let's say that I get life insurance on you. Just for okay. – not that I have yet. Um, right. I get life insurance on you. You get into some horrible car accident. Maybe your brake line is cut somehow, just right. you know, hypothesizing. Coincidence. And you get rushed to the hospital. You die. You're declared dead for like three minutes, but then they resuscitate you. Do I still get my fucking money even though you came back? Because you were dead. You were legally fucking dead. That happens. Can I still be like, look, he, he died. I mean, I know he's standing here next to me, but he was dead. Here's the paperwork showing it. I, I would say there's like a 30% chance that you could get a lawyer to fucking take that case for sure. I, I think you're right. Some that lawyer would probably like, take like 60% of whatever I got. Well, they do that That'd anyway. Cool. I mean, considering how much I have on you. I mean, I, <laughs> hypothetically. 
Right. I got you. I got you. You know what? Remember when you had that thing on your head? This is another. I've been thinking about a lot of stuff apparently lately. But yes. Uh, could you have kept that? You know what? I'm gonna call, I it, don't I'm know. Gonna call it your antler. Could you have kept your antler? They let me take a picture of it, and I wish I had had the forethought at the time to say, "Okay, hey, can I keep that?" Because I would have kept it. But I just wonder I don't if it's, I don't know what the rules are with that. I mean, it's my my part, right? My body made it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm sure that there's some kind of law where they can't give it to you because it's some kind of biohazard, or I mean, but they give a lady their placenta eat up and stuff. I mean, that that's true. Gross. I mean, I would think that your antler would like probably be hard and probably wouldn't even be that tasty, really, unless you stewed it correctly. And, and as far as I know, it could have been an absorbed twin. I mean, I, I may. I, Maybe I should have given it a proper burial. What if when they stabbed it, it would have screamed out? Ow! <laughs> like a little mouth that and face been, on there. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Let's go back in time to where you did that. And we need to get a closer up look. You do, have, do you currently have a picture of that? Maybe we need to get more into that picture. Did you get a good resolution so we can see if there's a little face or some teeth or something or some hair? I've got a picture of it somewhere. It's not easily accessible. I have to dig it up. But, yeah, I took a picture. I took a selfie while it was going on, and then I took a picture of the actual disgusting, weird-looking slug that came out of my skull. And uh, it's a nasty unit, man, but it may very well have had consciousness. It may well have, and you murdered it. That was probably the smartest part of you. Yeah, life has pretty much gone downhill since I had that thing removed. <laughs> you have That's to, true. Oops, my brain was growing outside of my skull. <laughs> I've not been good at long division ever since I got that thing removed. Well, you definitely haven't been good at addition and subtraction, as we could tell from about five minutes ago. <laughs> not even with a calculator. I don't recognize <laughs> the odd scratchings on its surface. <laughs> You know, you think if you time traveled, I think if I time traveled, or maybe if anybody did, it would probably make you insane. Do you think you could possibly adjust to, say you go back, say now you go back to like 1840, would you even want to be alive? (coughs) Knowing what you know now, and like how far we've come, would you want to like, I don't know, eat dirt basically? I mean, I guess it depends on the setting, on how you go. But if, if you're, if you have full control over time, and it's just like traveling through time is like going, you know, out of town, and you can come back. I think it'd be cool to go and see what's going on. But if you like went to sleep and woke up and suddenly you're in the 1800s, yeah, I think you're pretty much fucked. You, you wouldn't know how to survive. You'd be just doomed. Now, what if you went invisibly fucked? It might even be worse. I mean, think, right, I mean, as fast as technologies happened, I mean, what, 100 years ago, we couldn't fly an airplane, and we've since, you know, got satellites and shit in space. There's no telling 100 years from now what shit's going to be like. You could wake up and humans just look different, and you'll lose your mind. Well, I'd like to think that we predicted the future that we're all just going to be giant meat sacks that suck I think we are. some primordial goo. It has no flavor because we're just plugged in to it while we sit in front of our computers and do whatever. I mean, after a while, there's not going to be any need for any kind of physical activity because 
we're they're already like replacing people with machines to do basically every job. Really? <clears throat> yeah, and with virtual virtual reality is gonna be fucking huge. It's already getting huge. So yeah, we could just be a meat sack sitting down, experiencing everything, just directly inserted into our fucking mind so we don't have to really physically do anything. And I read an article just today about how the first casualty, the first like entire industry that's going to be a casualty of the new robotics revolution is going to be truck drivers. There's no new truck drivers anyway because it's such a shitty job. Every truck driver is like 55 or older. And new trucks that are automatically driven, that can work 24-7, that's they have RFID chips on every fucking uh, package they have, so they don't have to do uh, what do you call it, like product inventory. It's all going to be automated. That's the first industry to fucking go. So, and then I guess yeah, the I, second to go will be uh, truck stop cooks and waitresses. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, only people left for them to serve will be vacationers like you and me traveling in a state. Which is always uncomfortable. Be, if you ever stop at a truck stop as like a regular person, first of all, they're totally gross for some reason, unless they're like some super fancy overpriced job. But you like, it never fails to like, you get like a dirty look, like you're out of place. Like, hey, you're not driving a yeah. truck. You shouldn't even be here getting gas or buying a that, Snickers. That's true. That's true. There is a culture, a weird insider culture. And it's always weird. Like, there's this one. Uh, it's more of a gas station, but it's also a truck stop, I guess, between here and Fort Smith that we stop at sometimes. And I forget it's a truck stop until I go to use a restroom, and I'm like, oh, well, they have like eight restrooms here for men, okay? And then I go in the restroom, <laughs> and I look over, and there's a shower, and it's like not even that clean, and like the light is blinking on and off in the place. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It's like a shooting gallery. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching the Deadliest Catch? Do you watch that? Did you even know it was still on? I guess would be a better question. You know what's funny is I just started watching it like a couple of weeks ago. But like with Nick and the Freight, I, I'm not totally sure if I'm watching the new episodes or episodes from the past like 10 years. But I, I, I do like it a lot. I just think it's odd that like the the main sponsor for the show is Red Lobster. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, look, these guys are catching crab. Aren't you hungry for crab now? I mean, what if you, like, had a wing place and they, they wanted to show, like, the Tyson degutting factory? Be like, hey, look, there's the GM of the degutting factory. There's a red horn right there, which is a new guy, obviously, that guts pit chickens for a living. I would call them red horns. But, I mean, that is funny. it just seems kind of ironic that uh, that they would be the major advertiser. I think uh, maybe the psychological difference there is that crabs look like bugs. I don't think the average person really makes that connection like, you know, animal respecters such as us do. But it's uh, it's interesting. Around here, one of the biggest industries is, is chicken farming. This is where Tyson right. is based. And I swear to God, dude, I, I pass a chicken farm anywhere I go. There's one just right up the road. There's another one right up the road in the other direction. And when my wife was looking for a job, a lot of the jobs were like 
gutters. We did gutters, chicken gutters, or, uh, you know, uh, slaughter floor hoser downers. And we have a factory here in town, a Tyson factory. And when I'm driving through town, I can see people walking to and from that factory, you know, going to and from work. And they're always wearing, they're not covered in blood or anything, but they're always wearing like knee high, you know, galoshes. Yeah. Why, why is it that like anytime you see a butcher or somebody like that, they're always wearing like white? It seems almost inappropriate to me. Like a painter wears white, painting guy be wearing a white fucking outfit. That makes no sense to me. That does make no sense, right? Or even doctors, they work in blood and guts. Right. White. That's disconcerting. Can you imagine if you went to the doctor and the doctor came out and he's wearing like a white smock? Splattered in blood. <laughs> exactly. I, I prefer my dentist to be dressed like that. <laughs> yeah, your dentist walks in and he's like using a dirty handkerchief to wipe blood off his face. Just like 1857. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine like having any any kind of medical difficulty back before now? I can't. I, I, I won't even go to the that. doctor now. So, no, I oh, definitely yeah. would not have been going back then. I mean, I, I'm a total pussy, dude. If I, I, if I have to give a, get a shot, even though I know it doesn't really hurt these days, I, I'm still just like, uh, I'll put it off for weeks. I can't imagine, like, having to go have a, a limb sawed off with a hacksaw or having the tooth pulled with some rusty fucking pliers and a shot of whiskey. I, I, would, I would give up. Speaking of whiskey and speaking of uh, dying and whatnot, I what we need to get together sometime, and we need to buy a bottle of whiskey, a giant jug of whiskey, and we each need to take like a swig off of it, right, and then put it away mm-hmm. until one of us dies, and then the other person has to drink a slug off that whiskey bottle every year on the date of the other person's death until they die. What do you think? Well. Wow. There's something kind of uh, noble in that. I like that that idea of a tradition. I can just see me now. I get you to pay for half a bottle of whiskey, and then I get to finish it off after you just took one drink out of it. Awesome. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Hey, hey. If I get to pick out the whiskey, just keep in mind I have a life insurance policy on it. I'll I'll take some good whiskey for you. I appreciate that. I don't even like any kind of whiskey, but... I could probably choke it down if it was as noble as you're making it sound. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the last time I had whiskey. But I, you know what? If it was mixed with Coke or Sprite, you I can't could probably drink way, way too much of it. There goes the noble part of it all. Okay, Maybe we should just do wine spritzers. I'll mix it with vodka. I'll, I'll dilute it with vodka. You know what? Out there somewhere, there's some guy drinking a probably a vodka whiskey on the rocks. Probably a real drink in some hipster world. Probably. Now, you, have you I'm seen a new show it. on Discovery called uh, The Last Alaskans? Um, I think I have. There's a lot of Alaska shows on right now. Well, I was. Yeah, I mean, it's called I, The I Last Alaskans. I think I've seen Alaskans. that one. I was surprised to find out that they had actually turned up all the dirt 
in Alaska for looking for gold, and now there's nothing left except for a little plot of land where these people live. What the fuck do they do there? If there's no gold to be had, how do they make a living? They hunt. They forage. Have you seen that show with those, like the the family of people? I think it's called Alaskan Bush People. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about porno. I'm talking about like the regular show. Oh, yeah. I'm quite familiar with that show, and I, I can't tell if I love it or hate it. I definitely don't love it. Let me Let me say that outright. I can't tell if I tolerate it or hate it. I don't know. Something about it kind of rubs me the wrong way. It just seems really – those people just kind of irritate me. Did you see where the it two guys, funny. like the father and one of the sons, got uh, arrested and thrown in jail for fraud because they defrauded the government of Alaska to, like, get some of those checks? Yeah. You know, like if, but they still have a TV show, so that's what's important. No, that's as long as I can watch them pretend to do stuff. I'm, I'm Dude, I had something really weird happen to me the other day that made my brain feel completely insane. I was watching TV, okay, and like the sound uh-huh. into like slow motion, okay, like yeah. and I couldn't tell if the shit on the screen was like full speed or slow motion either. It was like the sound really confused me into thinking that whatever was on the TV was happening in slow motion. Did you have a, a, a stroke? I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I had a little mini stroke. Those are my favorites. You sound fine. Do I? That's shocking. Because I don't feel fine. Is it <laughs> weird that my, I can't really move my left hand that good, but I'm pretty sure that'll wear off. Yes, ignore that. It'll go away. <laughs> I, you know what? If it if it probably did, I could honestly tell you I probably would just ignore it, hoping that it would yeah. go away. I would too. That's such a horrible thought, and most of it's because I don't want to be inconvenienced by going to the the doctor. It seems like it would take so long. Amen to that. We touched on that. I think the uh, the last episode we did, like because we both have like chest pains and shit like that, but we're both like. Man, what a fucking hassle to just, you know, go to the doctor. Yo, Pat, it's gas. It's <laughs> I've had the chest pain or what I thought was chest pain and kind of like a numb feeling in my arm. And I thought, you know what? That's just your mind playing tricks on you. And apparently it was because I'm still here. Well, what's fucked up for, for us, particularly because we're guitar players, is I don't know about you, but like just from playing guitar for so many years, my left arm naturally will get tingly and kind of numb in certain positions. And so when that just happens to coincide with like a weird chest feeling, then I'm like, oh shit, this is it. Dude, that is so fucked up that you're bringing up because every time I have like those two things coinciding, I try to think of like 50 reasons why my arm would be numb. I'm like, well, you know, you used to play a lot of baseball, you play guitar, blah, blah. There's so many reasons that my arm would just be numb. So it obviously it is, it's it not is. a heart attack. Right. But it is guitar. I mean, for, for real. I, I almost got I, I got diagnosed with, like, the precursor of the carpal tunnel syndrome. So that's uh, that kind of muddies the waters for us. We could be having a heart attack and just blow it off because our arms are numb anyway. I mean, that's I exactly thing, how I feel. 
that I'm not I'm not having a heart attack. I'm just a badass guitar player, and that's why my arm's numb, and I can't stand. You know what, dude? Have you ever been watching a western and it made you want to eat stew? <laughs> uh, I can't think of the last time I actually had stew. Honestly, because but yeah, I think when I when I see a cast iron tub over an open fire bubbling with stew, it's kind of enticing. <laughs> the other day I was like flipping around and I somehow I like was flipped by bananas or something and I stopped for like 2 seconds and they're like around the chuck wagon cooking up a thing of stew, right? And I I texted my wife I'm like, "Get stuff to make stew." Right? Cuz she just happened to be at the store. Of course she had yeah. no idea went into stew, so I said, just pick up a fucking can of Denny Moore, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what is what is a stew versus just like a, a meat and potato soup? Or, or is that stew? Is that the same, the same thing with a different name? I would say that a stew has more gravy to it, more body to the gravy than a, than a meat and potato soup. It's uh, a little more viscous, sticks to your ribs, a little bit more Right. Party. Party, I think is the word. It's party, right. I mean, because after a long day of riding on the range, you've got to have some fucking stew. I mean, why wouldn't you? I like stew. I like Denny Moore stew. Have you ever had Denny Moore stew? It's been a long time, but I do remember loving it. Absolutely. Just like uh, Wolf Brand Chili. I love me some of that shit. I do, too. Wolf Brand Chili makes the best nachos, but... I'm telling you, Wolf Brand Chili and a case of beer will make you have nightmares. I know that for a fact. You mean like really like dream nightmares or oh my gosh, awake shitting all night? No, like a really dude. One time, I think I told you the story. I was staying out at my girlfriend's ranch when I lived in Texas, and I drank like a case of beer. And this isn't when I almost crapped my pants eating Wolf Brand Chili. This is another Wolf Brand <laughs> Chili incident, but. I uh, I ate a can of Wolf Brand chili, and I I, I want to say I fell asleep, but I probably more like passed out. But when I passed out, I started having this dream that like this old man was coming through the door in like this what? little ranch house. It's like a cabin, right? And I was paralyzed, yeah. couldn't move, and I was yelling at Pitsky to wake up, right? And he was like paralyzed and couldn't move either. It was what? Fucking- day, I can still remember that dream so vividly that it, it makes me want to drink. Just to calm my nerves. <laughs> and have some chili. It's not like sleep paralysis. I've had that many times. It's always terrifying. Sleep paralysis. Well, like you like are awake, but you can't move, or you just think you're awake, or are you really awake? Yeah, well, when you're... Uh... When you go to sleep, your mind goes to sleep, your brain goes to sleep, but also your body goes to sleep. That's why you don't act out your dreams, right? So your your your, your brain paralyzes your body so that if you're dreaming about running around, you're not actually fucking running around in your, your bed. But sometimes your your brain will wake up before your body, and you're kind of in this weird, hazy state where you know you're actually awake, but you can't move. Like from the neck down, you're you're paralyzed. And you can sort of hallucinate and see weird shit. I've had similar things happen. 
That sounds scary. What if you, like, woke up and you, I mean, imagine, you know what I think about sometimes, and this is probably insane, but I'm like, imagine, like, a guy that gets in a really bad car wreck or hit on the head or something, and he just wakes up in the hospital. You know what I mean? You have no idea how you got there or anything like that. That is, like, my worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think, I've thought about that before, too. I think as long as, like, when I woke up in the hospital, even if I didn't know what happened, as long as I'm in the hospital and I'm not in pain, I'll be like, okay, I can figure things out. But if I woke up in the hospital, like in the emergency room, where I'm like, I've got like 40 surgeons hovering over me and they're trying to shove a tube down my fucking throat and they're cutting my clothes off, then, yeah, I'd, I'd lose my mind. That has got to be the most terrifying thing in the fucking world. To wake yeah, up I just like read that. I'm reading a, a couple of books right now, and one of them referenced kind of the same thing. And in the the section I was reading about, it was all about like memory and how to control memory and drugs that can affect that. And there's actually a drug that they use in hospitals is very common, especially for surgeries where you have to be awake. Like a lot of brain surgeries, you've got to be awake so that they can ask you questions to make sure they're not fucking shit up. But, like, after the surgery, they administer this drug. It's called an amnesiatic. And it makes you forget everything that happened. So I I think that should be, like, mandatory. If you wake up in a hospital setting where people are frantically trying to keep you alive and you're in horrible pain, they should give you an amnesiatic. So when you wake up, you just don't remember any of that horrific shit. Why don't they give that to, like, people who have been raped and stuff like that? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's my. I, I thought about that. I, my guess is that it's it's not a perfect thing. You can't just be like, we're going to make sure you forget everything for the past twenty four hours. You might fuck up some other shit. So I, I think it's only using like pretty traumatic situations. Oh, I was hoping like in my whole but... childhood. Do they have a drug for that? Oh yeah, they do. It's called alcohol. Never mind. Oh yeah, I got. Having some amnesiatic right now. <laughs> amnesiatic. That's actually the name of. They couldn't come up with a more creative name. They're scientists. They're not artists. Have it named after us. We need to do that. They're so what do we have to do? You, you dropped out They're there. Like it was like dead silence. Stars are on clearance. What's on clearance? Stars. Like you can buy your Stars. own star and name it after yourself? Oh, that's a scam, dude. That's not for real. Well, I mean, it's kind of real, isn't it? I guess. I mean, we could start that. We it's could a sell great names for scam. stars. It's not like there's any log in any astronomy book or legitimate scientific, you know, journal anywhere. Now, I, I saw that thing that you were talking about where they're going to send those little tiny... I don't know what it is that uh, remember you were talking about a few weeks ago. They're sending that. I don't know what they were, but what's his name? The guy who talks with the robot voice, Stephen Hawking. Uh, oh yeah. Stephen Hawking. They're going to send all the little micro bots toward, I think Andromeda or something. Right. And I, you know what? I watched the whole thing on how that was going to work and I still don't understand it. So obviously it's not possible since I don't understand it. <laughs> Wow. 
I, I really haven't learned anything more about it. But if you say it's not possible, I'll believe you. Yeah. I, well, you know what? I love it when they're like, it's not possible, but could it be possible in the next hundred years? Well, you know, then why are they even talking about it now? You know what? That's an interesting point because I, I wonder about that a lot because I read a lot about, you know, scientific advancements and stuff and health advancements. And a lot of the stuff, even stuff that we enjoy today, was pioneered by people that knew that they would never witness or enjoy the benefits of whatever it was they were pioneering. And I'm like, do I have the fortitude to, to dedicate my life to something that I'll never get to enjoy, but only people hundreds of years from now will? And I've decided that, no, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> think I could do that. I, I want If I'm going to work on, like, anti-aging or finding aliens or space travel, I want to be able to fucking do that myself. Fuck it. I couldn't agree with that more. Right. Why would you do it if you know that you're not going to enjoy it? I know. I know. Spend your time doing something that you know you can enjoy. And that makes me more grateful, I guess, for people that do kind of think that far ahead. But I'm I'm not one of those people. You know, I I, I I want it now for me and if I can't have it now for me well fuck everybody after me don't I don't you guys. I you think figure now it the world is just full of people that are so selfish that no one even thinks like that anymore you know people are just like so focused on money and shit that they're just like you know if I can't make money off of it now I'm not even going to bother fucking trying to do it Right, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's few people that are. I mean, these guys that are wanting to send these robots in space that they know aren't going to find alien life in their lifetime, but they still want to do it. That's cool, but I'm I'm not one of those people, and I think you're right. I think most people are just like, I want to have it now, and if I can't, fuck it. It's not worth my time, even if if it, it will benefit my kids. It's easy to do something like that if you're already a fucking kajillionaire. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, yeah. okay, now I can focus on other shit that will help people because I already have a ton of fucking money. But in the meantime, like, regular people are just busy trying to pay bills and shit. That's true. That's true. That's true. And, you know, thank God, given the way the scales are way the fuck out of balance, we do have guys like Stephen Hawking and even Bill Gates who are just, like, donating millions and billions of dollars to shit that will help people, you know, over the long term. But for the most part, I mean, obviously, most of the one percenters don't give a fuck about that shit. But, what is Stephen uh, Hawking's he, net worth? Think he has a lot of his money? Net worth, uh, his net worth, I'm not sure. I think it's more his influence that is sort of a commodity in this realm. Says he's worth $20 million. Though. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a one percenter, but that's not bad. That's actually more than I would have thought. I mean, with all the wheelchair accessories and whatnot. Hey, you get one good wheelchair, you're set for life. <laughs> Is no that matter the how rule? short that life may be. Yeah. You just have to invest. My advice to people is just invest in a quality wheelchair, even before you need it. If I tell you what, if you're going to invest in a cure, a possible cure, or just a good wheelchair, always go with a good wheelchair. <laughs> it's true, because you get to use the wheelchair, you might never, ever get to experience the cure. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what we're talking about. The right. cure's not going to help you. It's going to help your future generations. Fuck them. Just get a comfortable but an awesome wheelchair. wheelchair would. I watched. I watched a thing on FDR. Did you know he like 
made the he made his own wheelchair. Are you aware of that? No, I'm, I'm not or was not. Yeah, he like designed basically he designed the modern wheelchair. Really? Yeah, he did. Pretty impressive, eh? Super impressive. I mean, looking back, there's not a lot to it. I'm trying to think what a wheelchair was like before he got his hands on it then. I I just envisioned him, like, lying on his back at the bottom of a flight of stairs, sketching it out on a notepad. He had his girlfriend do that for him. Or his boyfriend. Did he have a... His his wife was a lesbian. That was the deal, right? I have no idea, but I'm intrigued. What's the deal with this? I'm pretty sure that FDR's wife was a lesbian. Let's look that up. Why? Well, because he probably couldn't get a boner, first of all, could he? Well, yeah, but he's surrounded by secret service men that have perfectly fine boners. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt's great lesbian love affair. Oh, my. My. Too bad she looked like a man. Otherwise, that might be sexy. Sexy sounding. (laughs) Hey, hey. They call those, uh, not butch, what do they call them? Huskies? I don't know. It it was mentioned in uh, 60 Days In, what they call manly women. Did you watch 60 Days In? Do what? That last 60 Days In, that lady, Tammy, is that her name? The one that looks like a man? She's basically losing her fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is losing her mind. I think she she needs to fucking relax. You know, <laughs> did you watch the last one where they did, like, the Thanksgiving dinner? No, I missed that one. I see every time you remind me that I forget what night it's on. It's like I never fucking see it when it's on. I have to, like, do it on demand. Oh. It's on, it's on Thursday. I'll record it. I'll record it. It's a good one. I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but Tammy, Tammy makes a bit of a turnaround. Because she apologizes. Yeah, and some other things happen. But it, it's funny that it's they do this Thanksgiving meal, and they show both the guys in prison and the girls in prison. And I swear to God, when they show the girls in prison, you just want to, you almost want to be there because you're like having a good time. Like, oh, you're my sister. I'm so thankful <laughs> for you, and I love you. And it's it's like a girls' night out. And that the guys are prison, you know, they're like foaming at the mouth and like stabbing each other with their forks to get turkey and stuff. And well, I'm that's why that's why everybody put in prison for a long time should be pretty much castrated. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they can probably have some kind of pill that can chemically castrate someone for a period of time, don't you think? You mean so that they're not, like, aggressive and testosterone-driven and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. And it would help if they didn't have, like, 300 people in a pod built for 75 you know, that, Dude, that would probably tone down some of this shit. It is so fucking crazy. I know, like, the guy's living under the fucking stairs? Really? Yeah. I mean, there's just, like, dudes That's all over up. the floor and shit? I'd be like, whose dick do I suck to get a fucking bunk going? As, as soon as you say that, like, <laughs> 15 dicks would show up in that staircase. Like, because the stairs are open. 
Awesome. It's like every dream I've ever had come true. Literally. <laughs> My God. By come true, I mean come in a straight line. Oh, clever. Clever. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on that one all week. Damn. Just a, that's part have. of my cum joke series. How I've many DVDs is that one? I've got a whole bit. <laughs> An instructional whole video, bit too. Cum. Well, I mean, you know that there's like certain types of cum shots in every porn. I mean, you've got the Hitler, you know, the Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah the, you got the eyeball, the eyeball where they fill up the eye socket. Right, that's a good one. Up the nose, up the, up nose. the nose, and the ear, the ear, the unibrow, one that you call the unibrow, <laughs> where you just join the brow. The, the surprise party, where the chick is sitting there stroking a dick for twenty minutes and acts shocked when it shoots a big wad in her face. Yeah, I've thought about that. You know, sometimes I think they are shocked. Because those doesn't it seem like sometimes that those dudes just kind of have a little bit too much trouble trying to, uh, you know, earn their paycheck? Because they're wishing it was some dude tugging on their fucking meat sack? Yeah. Well, yeah, probably that counts for a lot of it. But I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I guess a lot of those guys have probably made 40 movies that one day. And I know, you're dick. Spraining some muscles at that point. His dick's just like a fucking broken down piece of leather. It's like one huge blister on the end of his penis. Yeah, it's like an overworked dog toy. Got <laughs> some hair and shit all over it. Oh my! You know what? People think that'd be like a dream job. I don't. I don't know if that would be. I, I just don't, don't like think so. people spitting on my dick. Yeah, I, I I think that you're right. A lot of people dream of that as like, man, that must be the best job in the world. I think if you think if if you have that job and you're like, this is the best job in the world, you're a, a you're fucked up individual. You know, I don't I don't mind partaking of the output, so to speak, but but it, it takes a psychologically flawed person to enjoy it. I just I I don't think you could possibly respect women. Could you, after that, could you think you could be in, like, a relationship? Maybe that's why so many of them are gay that are in the the porns. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird psychological whirlwind. When I, when I like, try to think about that, that business, which I do because I'm a business guy. Right. I, I just, it's, it's uh, odd. So I don't, I don't think about business whenever I'm, Enjoying the fruits of the, the labor. They probably have to get only gay guys because if it wasn't gay guys doing the porn, like every porn would last like between thirty and forty-five seconds. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like he's, he's hot chick sucking on my dick. Boink. There's your surprise party. I agree. I agree. I think the fact that anybody in in one of those films can last more than more than the nine-minute clip I happen to be looking at uh, means that they're gay. Absolutely. For me, dude, forget the first, like, eight minutes, 20 seconds. I just go to, like, the last 40 seconds to the cum shot. Make sure that it's going to have a cum shot, 
because I'm not wasting my time watching a porno that's not going to have a cum shot at the end. Just not interested in that. That, amen to that, brother. That is true. I can't tell you how many times I've watched, even a short one, like five minutes. You get to the end, and it just kind of blurs out and says, <laughs> you know, like, what? Arrested. And no, I, matter I just, what, no matter what, every time that happens, I can tell you right now, I'm not signing up to watch, to go somewhere and watch the end of that porn. You know what I mean? It's always like, to see the whole oh, no. video, go to www.superfacialfantasticisms. And no, I'm just like, so- I'm not doing that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not joining anything. It's the worst marketing ploy ever. I mean, they're instantly on a blacklist if that happens. Obviously, there's no truth in advertising in porn. Why aren't they? Where's the FCC when you need them? Because, I mean, if if it if it says amateur porn, there can't be like four fucking camera guys there. That just, that's not for me. I find myself. Like in the thumbnail sections of the porn thing, when I want to see some amateur porn, which is all I really mm-hmm. like. I don't even like the professional porn. I can't stand it. But um, I like look for the grainiest, seediest, like darkest <laughs> clip on the whole thing. I'm like, well, that's probably fucking real porn because, or real amateur porn because, you know, amateurs aren't sitting around with like four lights in the background and, you know, two camera guys. That, that's not amateur right. porn to me. No, a lot of that amateur stuff is, I mean, it's shot on the back a lot at Universal Studios, and then they just add a filter over it that makes it look like a webcam. Right. You know what? Now it's like porn has gone the way of just, like, being webcam clips, which to me is so awesome. Yeah, that's true. You know, because only because it's, like, it seems choppy. You know, it's like like little stuttering parts where you're like, come on, hurry up already. (laughs) How many times have you been like, I don't even know how to articulate this, but it's funny (laughs) that I'm sure, I'm sure you've been like in, in the middle of a clip or, or the video or what, what have you. And you're, you're complaining. I mean, there's like something to complain about, you know, in, in this, what instance that shouldn't be like bliss? You're like, come on, what the fuck? Uh, almost every time I over. Yeah, I. You know what? So they need to get some tighter regulations on what is and what does and what does not constitute amateur porn. Yeah, I agree. Like I, said, I agree. You you can only be in one amateur porn because as soon as you do your second amateur porn, you're not an amateur anymore. You're a professional porn person. That's right. That's right. You're leveraging the first one to get another deal, so that that's no longer amateur. I mean, I don't. I have to give my hats off to the people who are willing to be in amateur porn because I just can't imagine your life ever being the same after you've done an amateur porn and put it on the internet. Well, I think that kind of goes toward what you were saying. Just a few seconds ago, is, is I think most of the people, the quote unquote amateurs doing it, are doing it. They think they're getting in on the ground floor or something. Right. It's like their first step into this whole glamorous world. So, yeah, you know, yeah, there's really no true amateur stuff out there. 
You're right, because, I mean, even the weirdest, most fetish shit, I don't care what it is, it could be like BBW, hairy, transsexual, anal intruders. There's somebody out there that's willing, obviously, to pay some sort of subscription or something to to watch that happen. It's a, it's a niche market, a niche. A niche. You just got to bundle a bunch of those niche markets together if you want to make any real money. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but there is not a lot of uh, amateur porn sites out there that are real amateur stuff. So I think under the Hyper's Loss umbrella, we just need to start one. Oh, sure. But, okay. But all the chicks have to be super hot. I mean, it's just that simple. And the dudes. So I'll, I'll be the first dude. I'll go ahead. I'll you make one tonight. Get your washboard. No, no. I don't want to see a, a solo Rufus porn. It has to have another person in it. And the other is person so funny? I was going to say a solo. He's flying solo. They call that the Wright Brothers. Porn. Dude, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put blackface on my penis and make it sing Mammy. I, okay, now all of a sudden I want to see that. Where do I sign up? <laughs> MammyPenis.org. <laughs> .orgasm. Why? You know what? Why not? First of all, for any triple X thing, tell me .com doesn't make the fucking most sense right out of the fucking gate. That's true. It does. They just launched .xxx, though. Yeah, I mean, how many years did it fucking take them to do that? That's been happening oh, like 20 years. 18? 20? Oh, dude, I went to get... I, I looked up because I wanted to uh, get www.gigglesticks.com mm-hmm. and uh, somebody has it somehow I, how I have no idea they probably saw me search for it but then I get an email from the guy right I'm like well I might as well just find out how much they want for it thinking they'd want like 200 bucks or something the guy emails yeah. me back first of all he wants to talk to me on the phone and I'm like you know what I texted him, this is so evil I texted him back and said I'm a little hard of hearing I would rather do this uh, through email because I'm like, I'm not going to get some hard sell from some fucking guy. You know what I mean? I have to figure that that's all he does all day is talk to people trying to sell them. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So he emails me back. He's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Sorry, to, He was sorry to hear about my affliction, first of all, that I was that I was hard of hearing. I don't know if that was politically correct or not. I mean, I don't know what was more politically incorrect, him apologizing that I was hard of hearing or me lying about it. But uh, – so he sends me a thing saying, well, the, the owner, of course, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's the owner, but he's like, the owner wants $21,000. Okay. $21,000. Yeah. $21,000. I obviously some arbitrary number, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. But so I just don't, I don't email him back, right? I'm like, okay, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm not going to waste my time. So the guy starts like emailing me. He's like, hey, are my emails uh-huh. getting to you? Hey, or you know, is this just going to your junk mail? Blah blah blah. So, to get him to stop, I email him back. I'm saying, you know, I said that was way out of my league. That number, I didn't want to waste your time. You know, I it, I didn't mean to waste your time, basically. So please forgive me. So now he's like mm-hmm. emailing, me, he's like make me an offer, make me an offer, make me an offer. And I'm oh, like, I said, so I emailed him back and said, well, I don't want to insult you. Right, because I don't. I was gonna offer like fifty bucks. Should I bother? As you should. As you should. Yes. 
What would that guy have done if I was like twenty one thousand? I'll take it. He would have taken twenty one thousand. Dude, trust me, I've been in this game for a long time. The only people more disgusting than like used car salesmen, except for my guy who sold me a great car, is uh, <laughs> people that sell internet shit. And I, I don't mean like people that sell products on the internet. I mean people that sell like domain names. Dude, the whole domain name game is a fucking complete racket. It's a total racket. That, that, that guy, the reason that guy's emailing you so much is because there's no demand for that name, and he right. knows that he can't get that much for it. Offer him 50 bucks. Just to Just see, what, to see what happens? Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? He says, well, no. Like, I, I, guess did, girl I offer him 50 bucks. He comes down to 11500 Then it's a done oh. deal. Then, yeah, yeah. If you can get it for 11000 go for it. <laughs> I will. Won. Trust me. Trust me. I've earmarked the money already. I've started a uh, a GoFundMe campaign. To, I will adjust my, my life insurance policy on you accordingly. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Make sure you get in touch with this guy, though, after I die, because if I don't get that domain name while I'm not, while I'm, after I'm dead, I'm really going to be pissed. You think there's, do you think there's ghosts? Ghosts, like dead people ghosts? Yeah. Uh, I think there's something legitimate that people claim are ghosts. I don't know if it's really like the spirits of dead people, but I think, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of weird things about how the universe works in consciousness. So there, there could be like in certain areas where there's like a replay, almost like a digital just fucking replay of a terrible event that made an impression. I don't know if it's like a ghost you can interact with. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of weird things out there that we don't understand, and we shouldn't really dis- dismiss them, even if they're "quote unquote" paranormal. But I don't claim to know. Have you seen a ghost? Are. Have you ever seen a ghost or felt like someone was around you, like watching you or something? You know, or watching I've had one, you. I guess I've, I've had one really super insane paranormal experience, but only one. And other than that, no. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck it was, but I can't say it's a ghost. What happened? It was back in uh, right after me and the wife were we were just dating at this point, and my other band, the less awesome band, had a gig in Waco. <laughs> it was an early gig where nobody's at this point, so it was like on a Thursday night at like nine, right? And so. We drove from Austin down to Waco, and this club was literally just two turns off of I-35. You exit, you go left, you keep going past the block, there it is. And so we had this gig, and we're broke. You know, this is before I had a good job. So I had like two beers there, played the gig, and I was like, let's go back home because we've got some beers there. <laughs> so we get in the vehicle, and it should just be a right turn and then 35, then a right turn. And somehow we get terribly lost. After the first right turn, we're just lost. We don't know where the, the fuck to go. But not only that, it's like the city's abandoned. I mean, there's like nobody on the streets. This is before 10 o'clock on Thursday. Nobody on the streets, no vehicles driving around. Every building has all the lights off. I mean, it's, it's like we're in a fucking ghost town. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I'm just meandering through all these fucking roads trying to get back to the highway, which should have just been like one or two turns. Well, it really should have just been one turn. 
and I can't do it, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So finally, I come to this one stoplight, and I see across the intersection, there's just a, a guy standing on the other side of the road. <clears throat> and my first thought is, well, there's a fucking human being, finally. And as soon as I turn, I hear a voice. And I mean a voice like there's, as if somebody's in the back seat leaning up that says, hey, you're going the wrong way. And we keep going, and sure enough, I look over it, and there's a one-way sign, and we are going the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, shit. I said, thanks, like out loud. I said, thanks. And I turned around, and that road that I turned around on led me right to the fucking highway. And then while we're driving on the highway, it hit me, and I was like, hey, did you hear that guy say you're going the wrong way? And my wife burst into fucking tears, and she's like, I thought I heard that in my head. I can't believe you're telling me that you heard him say that, too. Because it was, it was literally like somebody sitting in the back of the vehicle. It's crazy. Dude, I, I <laughs> wish I had, like, an experience like that. I mean, I've been in, like, a dark warehouse in the middle of the night, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, right, all alone or whatever, and it seems super spooky. And I'm just like, show yourself now! You know what I mean? Like, hoping mm-hmm. there would be a fucking ghost or something. Oh, yeah. I have yet to actually experience that. I'm not saying that there's not, but I have never, like, experienced, like, seeing someone, I guess, who wasn't there, really. I I got before that, never. After that, never. And I'm the same way, too. Like, if I get a vibe, I, I, like, want it, even if I'm terrified, I'm just like, fuck, yeah, you know, I'd love to see whatever the fuck is going on. Right. The only time that... Anything, like, really real happened. I mean, I heard that fucking voice, and, you know, so did somebody else. You know, thankfully, she was there, and she broke down. I mean, she was just out of her mind the rest of the night. She's like, I, I can't believe you fucking heard that. I thought I was hallucinating. See, and I, I saw this thing. You know how they have that ghost stories show on TV where, like, the famous people, like, go and talk about their ghostly encounters or whatever? And then yeah. I saw this thing where this guy said that he showed up there, right, and was going to do their show, but he's like, I can't be on your show. I don't have a ghost story. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We'll write one for you. Oh, good So Lord. then I'm like, man, are anybody's ghost stories even fucking real, or is it just the world is that ridiculous that we're now scripting fucking ghost stories? Yeah, I don't know. Reality TV, man. you got to keep the money rolling in. Another truth in advertising again. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not It's not reality TV. Well, I mean, imagine if there was a really fucking reality TV show on, what that would be like. I, I would say intervention is about as close as you get to fucking reality TV. Because you so. can't I'm control, sure. I mean, like, what that drug addict or alcoholic or mentally ill person is doing. You know what I mean? They can't no. be scripted because they can't be controlled. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, I think there's – even that show, there's no telling what kind of crazy fucking shit they have to edit out just to get it down to one hour because they follow those people forever. I'd love to see, like, a completely unedited cut from, like, the moment they start following some crazy drug addict for the weeks until the intervention. Like, what I know, kind the of shit do they have to cut That's out? the most entertaining part. That's the only reason I watch. Is to watch yeah, like to that part because when it gets to like the intervention part, I like fast forward to the part where they relapse. 
which is almost always 90% of the time. You know, but there's also people, that, I mean, there's people on there that I'm like, okay, that dude's a piece of shit. Fuck him and his bullshit attitude or whatever. But then there's also people that I'm like, man, I really hope that chick gets help. You know what I mean? Or I that, really, I, you know, because a lot of people have I really think... awful shit happen to them. And that's why they end up being so fucked up. But there's also the people who've had everything fucking handed to them that are total fuck-ups, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's one of the strengths of the show is that they're not just showing, like, just, you know, scummy deadbeats that are would be terrible people anyway. Because I really kind of get into, like, why they are addicts. Like, you know, why is it this drug or whatever it is they're taking or doing sort of makes makes things better for them, even though, you know, the best way is to fucking deal with it. And yeah, by the end, even though, yeah, the, the whole intervention thing, uh, usually I, I do kind of fast forward through that too, but <laughs> you're emotionally invested in a lot of these people. You're like, fuck yeah, you know, they they got good kids that still love them and they're just out, you know, sucking dick for rock. Right. And uh, why can't well, they like suck dick for money? There was this 19-year-old chick, dude, who had been sexually abused and stuff, and she was addicted to meth and, you know, whatever else she could get her hands on. But she had done so much meth. I mean, this is a 19-year-old girl. She was done mm-hmm. so much meth that she would go into, like, this, what they called, I'd never heard of it, but it's called meth psychosis, right? Where I think I saw this one, yeah. She was, like, fucking out to lunch for real. Like talking I didn't about see that one. and it would go on for like four or five fucking days like that. Yeah. And you know, but I've also seen people that are drunk, like drinking. This one lady I saw a couple weeks ago, she was drinking so much vodka that she might as well have been a fucking meth addict. You know what I mean? She was like completely out of her fucking gourd. I think I saw that one too. Yeah, I mean. I guess intervention kind of makes me feel good about myself, but at least I'm not at the point where I'm not I'm not on intervention. So some of these people are like really drinking like bottles of fucking vodka a day. Yeah, this lady was having two fifths of fucking vodka a day, dude. That's a half gallon of vodka a day. That's insane. That's like two bottles, two fucking huge bottles of vodka. She probably weighed a hundred and fucking ten pounds. Jesus Christ. And she's been doing it for like 10 years. That's insanity. I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're doing that, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, have a good time every now and then. But if you're down in that much fucking booze for 10 fucking years, there's deeper issues that need to be addressed. Here's this lady's story, all right? She, like, was, like, some kind of real estate phenom as, like, a 20-year-old, okay? She owned a hotel and, like, a bunch of shit. And, but she was started drinking a lot, and she was drinking one day, and she passed out on her fucking, like, 18-month-old kid and oh. killed it. But, see, they, didn't, did never, they didn't tell her that she killed it. They said it died of SIDS. But, I mean, she yeah. was, like, right there, and she doesn't remember any of it. So my guess is she fell asleep on top of it or whatever. Oh, my God. And after that, it was, like, wheels off. You know what I mean? But she, the sad part is she's got, like, four or five other kids. And she just, like, shut down and, you know, I don't know. I think if you fall asleep on your kid and kill it, you probably want to stop drinking after that instead of, like, really going off the hook. Yeah, I, especially if you have other kids. 
for sure. But I could, I mean, I can definitely see just being like, if you lose the one fucking thing that matters, and you know, just being like, fuck it, fuck it, I'm done. I mean, I, I can get that, but that's you know what the show kind of tries to address. You're right, it does. It's a good show, and like you said, it does kind of give you a superiority complex. Like, oh yeah, I, I was never, I was never so drunk that I fell down in the middle of the street that I remember. No, no, you, you can't judge yourself by what you've forgotten. <laughs> Thank you very much. There's always an excuse if you don't remember it. When I'm blackout drunk and I don't remember it, I don't apologize for it. I didn't do it. The blackout drunk part of me did it. That's right. That's right. Blacking out is the best alibi you could ever fucking have. What stays in, what happens in blackout stays in blackout. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. That should be a T-shirt. It is a T-shirt, dude. We, we've we've preached many a T-shirt tonight that I've taken note of. Trust me, we're gonna be T-shirt. Tycoon. Are we? We're ankle deep in T-shirt slogans. You know what, dude? That's what yes. we need. It's time, Rufus. It's time. I'm gonna write a bunch of stuff for the website, and we're gonna get it rolling. We're there. Okay. We've All officially right. reached it. it. Because it's. I'm gonna start calling on stores and shit. This is. This shit's about to get real. This giggle stick, do it. dude. I. I got people that have actually shown this giggle stick thing to their friends at work, and I sold one guy 20 of them to sell to people with he, he, that he works with. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a fucking gold mine. I'm telling you right now. I, I will pitch in 50 bucks to buy that $11,000 domain name. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you. But we don't need We don't need no, we to. Don't need we it. don't need to. No. We got the My website. thought was it's all. We got, we the, got the 420 products, USA website that everything's just going to be hosted on there it just yeah i need nice. to move that over dude i've been i've been busy i apologize i meant to do it this weekend i was going to move like the whole blood buddy thing over there and rebrand it so i just haven't had time yeah we need to we definitely need to get on and you don't have to apologize by any means i mean i say i'm going to do a lot of stuff and, and i don't because i'm too busy trying to do other stuff which makes me angry most of the time because, I mean, I'm like, this shit could be paying the bills if I could get, like, a two-month window between saying this shit could pay the bills and it actually paying the bills instead of trying to whore myself out to help other people make tons of money. Uh, we just need to buy more scratch-off tickets, dude. We don't need you know to win what? the lottery. We don't need to make it big. If we can just win, like, the hundred grand after that, we're, we're gold. You know what? We really this is crazy, dude, and I think about this every night. Is that we need a fucking venture capitalist. We do. There I mean, it, I know it sounds insane, but the ideas that we come up with on the show are legit fucking ideas, and if someone could throw a little bit of money and resources behind them without us having to worry about taking care of all the bullshit, we could make someone a ton of fucking money. Yeah, we could. We could. And, I mean, that's evidenced by the fact that, like, almost everything that we've come up with has come to fruition in the world by other people like, after like, the fact. It's like 18 months later. There's like an 18-month development time from when people hear it on the show and launch it onto the street. Exactly. It's depressing. 
It is depressing, but you know what? We're going to do it with Bud Buddy. And what I want to do, Rufus, is next week or on Friday's show. Are we are we doing a Friday show? Uh, I am. All right. Uh, let's let's do a formatted show, like with music and uh, commercials and a couple of fucking bullshit bits. And because uh, we should get into a rhythm <laughs> like that, because it'd be great advertising for the 420 product shit and for our hyperspace shit. We should. I mean, honestly, the one thing that we've both been plugging away at is this fucking show. So if we're going to keep plugging away at it, we should make it extremely marketable. And the only way to make make it marketable is to make it in some at least small way predictable so that when people want to advertise, they kind of know what they're getting into. So, right. yeah, That's I mean, right. we, we should do some bits and pretend to play commercials just so – you know, well, we'll you just, say, all yeah, the commercials will be 420 Products USA commercials. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll just be sponsored by 420 Products USA. Now that we got more than one item to sell, because I want to get those socks up on the website, you know, we can link our T-shirts to the website. We could have, like, a whole fucking shitload of stuff on there to sell. Yeah. It makes us, like, a, a stoner brand, so to speak. I agree, dude. I totally agree. That's why I feel bad for not like moving everything over to 420productsusa.com sooner than now. Well, I'm shitting instead of getting off the pot. Let me say that. Because I'm staying on the pot. You know that for a fact. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even I, though I, I shit on the floor and then get to the pot. Have you ever shit on the floor? Have you ever taken a no, shit I... in your woods at your new fucking place? Have I ever what? Shit outside on your little ranch there. No, I've, I've pissed many times. I have not shat. <laughs> Dude, I can tell you right now that I shat in my yard here probably twice or three times. Because you, was it an emergency or just for Well, kicks? I mean, I guess I would just be like in the garage doing something, drinking beer, fucking off. Uh, fixing something or whatever, and you just get that urge to fucking shit. And I'm like, I can't run up to the fucking house right now. I'm just going to fucking put my back against a tree and take a dump. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this squatty potty thing, but I think that thing would really work. Because when you're uh-huh. got your back against the tree and you're taking a dump, you pretty much eliminate completely. <laughs> How did you clean up after that? Uh, usually this is the funny part about shitting against a tree. I mean, obviously there's leaves and stuff there, but like nine out of 10 times, it's pretty much, I, it feels like it's a no wipe situation. Oh, it just blows out. Yeah. Just, there's no, your butt cheeks are so far apart when you're in your squatting potty <laughs> that it just, it slides right out. No fuss, no muss. <laughs> the, the floodgates are wide open. So to speak, yes. The solid gate. <laughs> yes. Solid gate. Well, <laughs> Instead of the flood gate. Well, you know what? I want to say that you're not a real man or a real rancher until you've taken a shit outside on your own property. Oh, that's true. Or somebody else's property. Well, that's true too. Have you ever done that? Which doesn't have to be doesn't have to be land. It could be their mailbox or uh their porch. See, and it must be an emergency, dude, because any time I've ever been camping, I was able to hold my shit for, like, three fucking days. I won't even shit at, like, I don't shit at, like, McDonald's 
or I don't shit anywhere uh, except at home or my office. That's it. Those are the only places I will shit. That's, that's amen, amen, amen. I, I shit in my own house unless it's an emergency, and even then, I, I know I've got I've got bathrooms picked out in this town and the next town over, and I think are suitable. But even that's few and far between. That's an emergency situation. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't shit for a week. <laughs> right. It's not good for you, but uh it can be done. No, yeah, it, you do start feeling kind of weird from the belly button up, but uh this <laughs> you have a good it's after week trying to shit. It's like your body said, "You know what? We've held on to it this long. We're just going to keep it. We're not getting rid of it anymore." I went to a, we saw the Jungle Book last weekend, and about halfway through the movie, I had to take a massive dump because we had oh, no. Mexican food before the movie, of course. Yeah. So I went down to the theater bathroom, and it was empty. It was deserted. I was like, fuck yeah, because I'm about to blast a, a, a magnum opus here. And so I went in the stall, and due to the second my butt cheek skin hit the toilet seat, like 40 people fucking walked in. I was like, oh, my God. And I just I tightened up. I couldn't do it. There is not. I can tell you right now, few things are most more disgusting in the world than being in a bathroom pissing and hearing some guy fucking shitting. <laughs> I know, and I don't want to be I'm that like, guy. I, I sucked it in, dude. I absorbed it into my, my being somehow, at least for 20 minutes until everybody cleared out. Then it was a gusher. Just thinking to yourself when you're in that bathroom, what kind of animal fucking farts and shits like that in public? What a sick <laughs> fucking. Yeah, and I just came out of the jungle book. So, of course, they thought I was, you know, he's acting like an animal. Oh, yeah, they're like, he's probably going to throw it at us. <laughs> he's just a big drunk and on pills bear. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that, doesn't that bear seem like drunk or perverted? What I don't know what the deal is with that movie. I only remember the uh, the cartoon, and I always wanted the snake to fucking kill the little kid. Is, is there something wrong with me, you think? No, well, the new movie, I don't remember a lot about the cartoon. The new movie's pretty good. The kid has some pretty bad acting moments, but you got to remember that this poor little kid is acting... Basically in a green screen room, right. talking to a stick with a fucking, you know, ball on it. So, you think they'd have him properly juiced up with some kind of shock collar to to get him to act like the way that they want him to? Oh, they do. They do. They they use CGI to take that out frame by frame. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's he's probably shocked. So it was a good movie or it was a bad movie? No, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. But did they kill the snake at the end of the movie? What happens to the snake? Uh, the snake only has a small bit in the middle of the movie, and the bear, Baloo, saves the kid from the snake, but I, I don't think the snake gets killed. But it, it's over after that for the snake. You don't see the snake again. Oh. And it, is this the one with the alternate ending where they make Baloo into a rug? They do. They make him do a sleeping bag. <laughs> do they? Cool. I'll have to go and see this. I love to. I love. I always kind of wanted Baloo to get killed too. Is that wrong? Uh, well, no. I mean, bear meat can be quite tender. 
It must be me watching all these uh, Alaska shows. I'm just like, bears are evil things that want to kill people and eat their food and get in their garbage. It's uh, it's actually a good movie. Your daughter might like it. I mean, it's, our kid fucking loves it. His mind was blown the whole time. And they do a good job. It's, it's a visual spectacle for sure. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to my daughter. She actually got her art, some of her art. She's not sure what piece of art is being put in art show at the high school. The only kid in her uh, in her class, which is consists of six, like, hundred and thirty people, six different classes, to get her uh, art put in this show. So I just want to say I'm proud of really? her. If you ever hear this show, proud of no, you, Meadow. Good awesome. job. I almost wanted to cry when go. I found out. I bet you did, and you you should have. That's awesome. I mean, geez, what is that? A six hundred plus kids. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, really. And she, and I'm like, what is it of? And she's like, I don't know which one it is. She really is a good artist, though. I think she's, like, so good that I'm afraid that you're her dad. <laughs> I think the little, piece of me, the little piece of you you put into me went through to her. Boy, that sounds that sounds like a. Yeah, I thought it sounded like a country music song. I thought it sounded like an amateur porn. Dude, if I, that's the last thing I'm going to say about the Discovery Channel. They got this guy on there who does, like, the voiceover. And I swear to God, and I'm not talking about Mike Rowe. It's like some guy, he sounds like the hillbilly version of the Godfather. Come back and see the crabs. But it's like, come back and see. <laughs> I don't know. You have to hear it to fucking... It, it, You'll see it. I mean, you can't miss it. It's on every 10 seconds. But tell me that that guy is not the hillbilly godfather. Or Grant, the godfather, yeah. I almost said the hillbilly Dis- grandfather. Discovery Channel? Yes. Yes. The guy, it's like the other guy other than Mike Rowe that does the voiceover is the guy with no name. He's like a Sam oh, Elliott ripoff. It must suck being that guy. It, you know it does. Here's a weird thing I saw yesterday. I was getting my brakes work on yesterday. And, I, of course, I have to, like, stay for an hour, even though they told me it was going to take, like, 20 minutes. So I'm sitting in this waiting room, and there's this other really weird dude there. I mean, I'm a weird guy, but there was a really, really weird guy there who was wearing mm-hmm. like this. He had, like, a, I swear to God, dude, it was like a computer glove. that was like a oh. bike glove that he wore on his mouse hand. And it wasn't like electronic or anything. It was just like a like a glove for working a fucking mouse. I shit you not. Like an ergonomic thing. <laughs> I I don't know if it served any kind of like carpal tunnel purpose or something, but man, was it fucking creepy. Sounds like a hipster deal. It was. He was like an old weird dude, but. This guy was so strange. I don't know. You, there's, like, these people around where I live that are, like, stuck in, like, 1978. And this guy was definitely one of these fucking people. But somehow he hasn't aged since 1978. Have you seen these people? Yeah. They just, like, look like they don't know what fucking decade it is. Maybe he wasn't even that old. But somehow his haircut and stuff said it was 1978. <laughs> Maybe he was a ghost. Maybe he died in 1978 right there, and you saw him. Maybe it was. Now I can't sleep tonight (laughs) till I get properly drunk and stoned. That's how I sleep at night. (laughs) Excellent. 
It's the only way I sleep, if you could call it that. Otherwise, I have to wake up every 45 minutes and take a slug of beer. <laughs> That's actually every two and a half hours, but who's really keeping track? Well, I got a drip bag right in my arm. Have you seen – there's this show on that – Family Therapy with Dr. Jen? No, I have not seen that. Dude, you've got to see this because you know that guy Bam Margera? You know yeah. who he is? The, like, jackass yeah, guy? Jackass. Right. Yeah, the guy is so fucking blot, like, on booze, it's fucking sad to watch this fucking guy. And he, like, really detoxes, and it's just fucking, you're like, oh, my God. It's fucking hard to watch. Wow, wow. Yeah, and he feels sorry for the guy because I guess when his buddy Ryan Dunn died in that car crash, yeah, just fucked, yeah, that was just last year, up. right? That happened like five years ago, and like since Jeez. then he's just been getting blotto every night, and like getting in fights and shit, and he punched the windows out of his own car. I mean, the, I mean, he just, oh my god, you're like fuck, talking about making you feel like you don't have a drinking problem. Well, well, speaking of feeling like you do have a drinking problem, i got to take a leak like a fucking racehorse. All right, Rufus, until uh, Friday, you know what? Let's do an outline for the show. What do you think? Let's do it, for real. Yeah, I wanted it. to do that bit of the show, and just bear, uh, bear with me for a second here, where we roll the virtual dice and we write a song with, like, three chords that just come up randomly, and we, like, take ten minutes and write a song. I, I, I think that's the perfect, like, Friday night treat. Absolutely. All right. It's our own personal free-for-all. Uh, it, it, that's what I was going to say. That, that's like the free-for-all song thing. All right. Let's do that. It doesn't have to be, like, a super involved song or anything. Just something we've put together with something from the headline. Yes, I agree. You know what, dude? This is the last thing, too. I've got some bits I think that I think of that we could probably sell to, like, the Howard Stern show or something. You think that they would take yeah. advice from us and give us any recognition or any money if we were writing bits for them? I don't know. I've, I've been exploring a lot of, like, podcasts and talk radio shows lately, and there's so fucking many of them out there that are kind of like us but not nearly as fucking good that I bet we could – we could we get some bits too for sure. Well, we need to do that. We just need to. I just need to be better at typing. <laughs> I'm serious. I've, I've been meaning to tell you that for 20 years. And you've been right, dude. I took typing in high school <laughs> and I was horrible at it. Oh, I excelled. It was the only class I passed that year. <laughs> really? You know what? You are you're a typing machine, no doubt about it. I I'm gonna you know what? I put that on my resume. Type it. I'm changing your name to Selectric. You are no longer Rufus. You are Selectric because you are a typing machine. <laughs> okay, that that I'll I'll proudly accept that. All right, all right, Rufus. Until Friday's show, uh, I'm gonna give it a howl. Friday free for all. We're gonna rock it. Let's do a schedule. And let's do the song thing for sure. Join us Friday, and you'll hear this in the middle of the show. It's going to be Beer is Food. Check it.
Sorry about the dead air. Sorry about the dead air. You know what? Uh, Let's play one more song before we wrap it up, because I love you guys so much. I want you to hear what we're doing here. Uh, We're going to play Internet Love Song.
That was Hypersloth with Internet Love Song. That was written in 1996 in Austin, Texas, uh, Roehampton Studios, which is what we called our studios there where we lived. That's from the album The Roehampton Sessions. Uh, it's got some great music on it. You need to check it out at uh, all your favorite places. Just search Hypersloth, and uh, you can find some of our songs online. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, check us out Friday, every Tuesday, every Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. We'll be happy to do rap with you. Call us up if you're ever doing it. And uh, you can check us out online at www.hypersloth.me. Sorry about that. I'm trying to see what's going on here. It looks like Bernie Sanders won uh, Rhode Island, which is cool news. But uh, it also looks like Donald Trump is running away with the Republican nomination so bernie loses and donald wins uh, that's really gonna suck so uh we'll check you out on tuesday thanks for listening to hypersoft happy hour thanks for listening to hypersoft happy hour with zigzag and rufus